Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode is brought to you by Philo. Do you love TV? Do you love saving money? Then Philo is your solution. Philo has shows, movies, and live TV for just $25 a month. You can even try it for free with their seven-day free trial. No contracts, no commitments, no hassles, just a better way to watch TV. Never miss a minute of shows like the hit docuseries Where is Wendy Williams or classics such as Friends. If you can't get enough TV, then there's no better way to watch. Philo has more than 70 channels like BET, MTV, and AMC. And the best part? You can try it yourself with their seven-day free trial. Sign up today at philo.tv slash poppods. That's P-H-I-L-O dot TV slash P-O-P-P-O-D-S to get 50% off your first month. Coors Light presents Heavy Montreal, July 28th and 29th, outdoors at Parc Jean-Drapeau, featuring Avenged Sevenfold, Rob Zombie, and Marilyn Manson. A weekend of hard rock and metal with Gojira, Emperor, Under Oath, Hollywood Undead, and many more. Festival passes are on sale now. See the full lineup at heavymontreal.com. Produced by Avenco. Mark Striegel, John Astronomy, the Talking Metal Podcast. Coming, Coming to you from the Silver Spacecraft. I'm Bud Friendly. Here's your hosts, Mark and John. Hey, hey, hey. Mark Striegel here. John, how are you? I'm doing great, Mark. John Astronomy coming to you from Jersey City, Silver Spacecraft Studio. Co-founder <laughs> of Talking Metal here in the flesh. I, I was trying to figure out when you were on with us last. I think it's been at least two months, actually. I, yeah, looking, you know, it's funny. Looking back I, at the episodes. It's crazy. Yeah, I, I, in January, because I could tell from my Skype keeps a record of, you know, when we last had a call, and it looked like it was, it was in January. So... Uh, I can't believe it's been two months. So, uh, but you did do some video sure stuff with us, uh, right? You and Emily did a video a little. A yeah, that thing, was a which, cool which video, which actually did pretty well. I was surprised how many views nice. it got, but it got a lot of views. <laughs> and cool. Brave Words even reported it as news. I think I saw that. That's amazing. That's amazing. It, said, it was like John Ostrowski discusses the new Ace record. Oh, that's they, great. They had that link. So yeah, ah, I got to check it out. But. Speaking of Ace and speaking of the good times we've had in the past, M3 last year was just an incredible event that you and I and Emily went down to, and it's happening again this year. Emily, sadly, I don't think is going to be able to make it this year, but I will be there, and I know you will be there for at least one of the two nights. It's the M3 Rock Festival, the 10-year anniversary, and wow, what, what a lineup, John. I mean, the first night we have Kicks. Tom Kiefer, YNT, Faster Pussycat, and Nelson. And I mean, what a way to kick it off that first night. And then right. the all-day event on May 5th, which I know you'll be there for that, 
is yes. just insanity. Taiketo, Pretty Boy Floyd, Lynch Mob, Last in Line, Loudness, Slaughter, L.A. Guns, Night Ranger, Queensryche, Ace Frehley, a bunch of bands, including Ace, who have never done M3. Last in Line, right. I don't believe, has ever played M3. So, so that's very cool that we're getting some fresh bands that have never played the, the festival before. And uh, yeah, can't wait for it. And Ace is yeah. headlining, I think, right? I believe Ace is going to be headlining the stage in the back. Okay. And Queensryche is headlining the stage, uh, you know, where the uh, bleachers and the seats are. Pavilion, yeah. Yeah, I like that yeah. one out in the back because it's it's almost like it's in, I think they call it like the forest or something. Cause there's all yeah, these the big trees uh, around it. And that's a great, yeah, really great modern vibe looking. Out there. It looks yeah. really cool. Yeah. We watched, um, uh, I think, was it Junkyard that we were standing yeah. on the side of the stage yeah, watching the last time, great. which was yeah. great. Yeah. And uh, I know Vane played, played, yeah. played there. Yeah, Dokken, yeah. right, Dokken played on that stage. And it's such a, I'll tell you the truth, I've been to a lot of festivals and I really enjoyed M3. I love that uh, setup they have. They're, they're, like in the pavilion area, they have like beautiful dressing rooms. Uh, there's like a swimming pool in the back. It's just really, really nice. But, Cool. Yeah, and that, of course, is May 4th and May 5th in Columbia, Maryland, uh, slightly outside of Baltimore, Maryland. It's going to be a great, great 10-year anniversary show. John and I will be hanging out. Please, if you see us there, say hello. And also, quickly wanted to mention one of my other favorite festivals, Heavy Montreal, July 28th and July 29th in Montreal, Canada. Marilyn Manson, Rob Zombie, Rat, Under Oath, Trivium, uh, Sleep, I Hate God. Uh, it's a wide variety of loud rock at this thing. The Black Dahlia Murder, Paul Bearer, Power Trip, Warbringer. Remember Warbringer, John? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we did some jamming with him. And had, right, right. Did, I, I'm I think friends we, with the John uh, yeah. on Facebook, and uh, I always like, you know, every once in a while we comment to each other. But Yeah, there's a great clip of, of John Keevil, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. from Warbringer. Myself and John and Dan Lorenzo and Ron Lipnicki. There's a clip of us on YouTube playing For Whom the Bell Tolls, the Metallica classic, which is, is yeah, great. Yeah, it's really good. And anyways, Warbringer will be a part of the Heavy Montreal Festival this year on July 28th and 29th, as well as Avenged Sevenfold. I will most, most likely be up there at that again this year. So looking forward to both those festivals. And John, why don't we play some music and then let's come back and talk. Of course, we have you here, so we need the full update on Ace. I have some <laughs> questions I want to I want to ask you because it seems like there's some cool. interesting, cool stuff going on. But right yeah. now, let's hit uh, a song by the band Cathedral. This is Hopkins. The year is 1645. One of the bloodiest of a bloody civil war. But now, a new pestilence is visited on the land bringing in its wake an epidemic of killing and torture. This pestilence has a name. I am Matthew Hopkins, Witchfinder. Yeah. 
That was Hopkins by Cathedral right here on Talking Metal. What are you drinking tonight, Sean? Anything? Believe it or not, you you're going to laugh. Oh, yeah, I actually am, which is a rare occasion at this point, but I'm kidding. I am joking, of course. Um, I was at a all-day-like-it uh, rehearsal, and believe it or not, I didn't come out of there under the influence. Um, I was drinking... And I, I hope this is not like lame, but uh, Smirnoff Ice. Smirnoff Ice. Uh, I love ice. it. I think it's nice. well. That right, it's, so you were it's drinking. Like a, yeah, I, I just a little bit. I wasn't right. going crazy. And then right. Jamie poured some Four Loco into it, and that's some kind of wild, crazy stuff that was like banned for a while, and like oh, they had wow. to change the uh, ingredients because like people were freaking out. It's like it's like twenty Red Bulls mixed with alcohol or something like that. Oh, and wow. um. So of course that's what Jamie uh, his drink of choice, but uh, yeah. So I had ja- some, Jamie. Um, just so everyone knows, is the yeah. the leader? Well, not really the leader. The the is or is he the leader? Yeah, he's kind of the leader and yeah, lead of John's leader band, of like it, which we've yeah. spoken about before <laughs> on the podcast. And yeah. you guys, I saw you guys play at Ethel's right. uh, on the Upper East Side, which was a a really cool. I mean, it was a great set. A, you guys were great, and you debuted Thanks. one of your Thanks. newer songs, which it was funny because right right before you guys played that new song, I turned to Nikki, our friend, and I said to her, um, you know, they they Jamie and and the Like It guys have sure gotten some mileage out of these songs that are like these songs, twenty years know, old. Yeah. And right then and there, the next song you played was a new song, which I thought Thanks. was just as good, if if not as great as you. as the old songs. You know, I mean, it, it was really I really good. It. And uh, yeah, great, great stuff. We're going to be having some some new music. Well, not new music, but some uh, once again re-recordings of some of these classic songs uh, coming back. Uh, we did a, a new studio version of "Bump and Grind," which was the, uh, of course, Wendy O. Williams song. We we have different lyrics um, than the uh, Wendy O. version, but. Um, that's a great tune. Uh, the stuff is getting mixed right now. Um, there's a rough mix that like uh, I did part of, uh, and uh, Mike Lincoln and another friend of ours uh, worked on. That's up on the like dash it dash online oh, yeah? okay, uh, cool. site, right? Yeah, we'll link that uh, website we through, it, the, uh, yeah. through the show notes today. But soon the the actual mixes will be together, and uh, so yeah, the new song it's called Public. Disorder, and uh, we were we were <laughs> we didn't know what the second word it was going to be. It was disturbance, disorder, uh, disturber. Uh, I liked disorder, and uh, so we said to Night Bob, who is the legendary sound man, um, uh, I said, "What do you think it should be?" He said, "Disorder." I said, "I agree with you." So the song is officially called uh, NYPD Public Disorder because Jamie um, uh, is sometimes uh, been called a uh, public disorder. So uh, right that song's all about him. His, right on. Uh, trials and tribulations. Uh, I'm just, we're just joking around, guys. But well, uh, Jamie's a great guy. I want to talk to you about the club that you played at, and uh, I asked you what you were drinking. I'm drinking right now. I switched to to um, Michelob Ultra, which is the wussiest, pussiest beer around. But I've been drinking Dark and Stormies earlier in the day, and uh, felt like I needed to kind of just go light at this point. So. Nothing to do with Stormy Daniels, of course, just Dark and Stormy's yeah. the drink, <laughs> which is ginger beer and rum, uh, which are great wow. drinks if, if you haven't had one. But uh, yeah, so that's where I'm at right now. But Ethel's nice. the club on the Upper East Side. I want to talk to you about that club. But first, let's hit another song. This is Older, No Wiser 
from 2012. The band is Red Desert.
Older, No Wiser by Red Desert here on Talking Metal. You have the two co-founders of the podcast with you tonight. It's a Saturday night. We are recording this Saturday night. And it's an all-music episode, the last two episodes of the podcast. In those two episodes alone, John, we had six interviews. So I, I know. Figured, I was checking out the site. It's unbelievable. You've yes. been working so much. Well, yeah, it's, it you. has been. And it's, it's a relief to not have any interviews on this show. You, know, <laughs> I mean, you got to prep. And, so yeah. I'm just, I'm just having a great time, little buzz, right. hanging here with my friend, playing some great, nice. great songs. Well, we're actually not hanging together, but we're on Skype together. And... Right. Uh, yeah, so Ethel's, John, this cool club yeah. John's band played on the Upper East Side of Manhattan. Tell I, me about, what do you know about this place? Because I went in there and I was like blown away. I was like, this is really badass. It had this like 1960s, yeah. 70s authentic vibe about it. And of course, John's band was playing and you guys you kind of fit in that in that vein, if you will. I mean, maybe a little 80s thrown in there with Like It too, but... Uh, what what's the deal with that club? Do you have any background on where this club came from? Like who yeah, booked so you there? I heard they have they have like strippers there on certain nights. Like what's have, going yeah, on? Yeah, they have like burlesque stuff going on. I've I've never actually seen it, but I've uh, the the uh, manager Adam posted some amazing photos on his Facebook, and I mean it looks really rocking. I mean you know like hot girls uh, wow. dancing on top of the bar, and it's not it's not like the and. And no offense, this other type of a place, but it's not like the coyote, ugly Western kind of vibe right, where there's right. like girls dancing. This is more of a, uh, you know, it's like red and black, uh, rock and roll, um, and you know, burlesque. Uh, it, it's just really cool. So here's here's what I know about it. Um, and there's a there's a Kiss tie-in too. So Kiss's first gig ever was in Queens, New York, uh, at a place called uh, the Coventry. Right, and right. now the same guy who owned the Coventry or owned the building owns the building and possibly Ethel's as well. So there's oh, some right. kind of Coventry tie-in, and um, the the walls of Ethel's are uh, you know just covered with great '70s photos of bands and movie and posters the, and yeah, stuff movie too. Posters, yeah. It, and, and here's kind of a weird thing. In the men's room, there's there's a uh, the the original flyer for Kiss's gig at the Coventry. You know, not the actual one, but like a reproduction on the wall. And it's just a a great great vibe. Now I found this. Now here here's how I found this place. Um, and for for people who don't live in New York, uh, the rock and roll generally always happened downtown, like in the right. village area and. You know, now there are some uh, places like BB King's and the PlayStation Theater uh, in Times and the, Square. And but the local, like younger music scene, like the twenty-somethings, have kind of seems to have kind of shifted over to Brooklyn at this point. Correct. Yeah. So, like the the scene that like we used to be in back in the day, that's now in Brooklyn, and and uh, so so all the people our age, you know, when they want to see rock and roll, they they don't usually think Upper East Side. So the so it was really cool to discover something. Now, I was in an Uber with somebody who uh, I think once, I don't even know if it was that far, but he was telling me about a really cool place. And in my hunt for this place that an Uber driver was telling me about, I wound up finding Ethel's. And it was such a great place right. that, that I approached them about doing a gig. And um, 
they, you know, went for it, which was great. And then they had us back again, you know, a month later. And uh, uh, there's a the great guy. His name is Adam, um, who manages the place. And uh, and then there's a great DJ named Tommy James. Yeah, there's a great DJ named Tommy James as well, who's also sometimes known as Tommy UK. Uh, Night Bob gave him that uh, nickname. And um, Tommy and Night Bob have worked together before. Night Bob's our sound guy, and he's Ace Frehley's sound man. And, and Aerosmith. guy. Google him. Yeah, Aerosmith. Um, Night Bob's amazing. I'm just so happy that he is uh, into the band because, uh, you know, Night Bob doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. Um, he's just that cool. And so he, he's definitely uh, into Like It, which is like we're all completely thrilled about that. So, uh, yeah, but Tommy and Night Bob have worked together, and they, they both worked with Jesse Camp. Remember Jesse from yes. uh, MTV? Of course. Yeah, yeah, he had like a rock and roll band. Yeah, and I ran into him. I've run into together. him a couple times recently, but yeah, yeah, definitely. Cool. At a Lita Ford yeah. show So or that's Ethel's. Yeah. Oh, nice. He came to an Ace gig. I think that was the last time I saw him. At the, when Ace played the Starland Ballroom, he came down to that show. Wow, oh, okay. And uh, uh, speaking of gigs, um, I, I wanted to uh, tell you, I actually went to a show recently, which is kind of like lately a rare thing for me, but I, I want to start going to more shows. I want to start going to more shows with you. Um, but I went to see Lynch Mob uh, playing at what used to be called Mexicali Live. Now it's got a new name. Right, I forget the new name. You've of been it, to that place, right? It's yeah, called like the Debonair I've seen, I saw the last in line, uh, last in line there, and Eric uh, oh, Kluber's cool. band, Gypsy Hawk. I saw play oh, right. out there, so I, I think oh, that wow. was the only two times I've been there. But yeah, I have been there. Yes, Teaneck, New yeah. Jersey, yeah. and so Teaneck, yeah, and uh, Scott Coogan, who plays drums for Ace, uh, plays also in Lynch Mob. And in fact, at M3, he's going to play with both bands. So he's oh, going to wow. first play with Lynch Mob, and then he's going to run over to the other stage and play with Ace. So and who is doing vocals really... with Lynch Mob? Because I know Oni's out now. The, the Robert Mason from okay. Warrant uh, was doing vocals, and he he's great. And, and he's Sean not McNabb doing. Was I don't know faith. if he's doing M3 though, because I I heard he's only doing certain Lynch Mob gigs. So. Uh, I'll be curious oh, okay. to see. He might be doing the M3 gig, which makes sense because he was in Lynch Mob back in the day after Oni, I think, originally left. Um, but yeah, there was something online. There was another guy that just recently did a gig with them too, so doing vocals. So yeah, I, I was kind of bummed Oni was out of Lynch Mob because the album was good, and you know, I don't know. It just it just seems those two There's guys so they, they can never get along for long periods of time. Right. There's so many crazy things happening with bands. Have you heard the the stuff going on with Rat? Yeah, although no, none of it's really, I don't think, officially been confirmed. I mean, even Blabbermouth is oh, very, okay. you know, careful how they reported that. But uh, it's okay. being alleged, and I don't think there's been any official statement from, from anybody. And now that, you know, it might be a few days before we get this podcast posted, and that may change by the time that this is posted. But... It sounds like, it sounds like you know Warren's out, which is just. I mean, how can you have a rat without Warren D. Martini? I, I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, it's really difficult. If if yeah, if, if Warren. It, and now, have you also heard that Carlos was interviewed by someone and said that well, if Warren's out, he he might be out too. I heard that too. I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't see or or read the interview, but I. I Somebody told me Carlos was out. Yeah, so hmm. yeah, yeah, so strange. so who knows? So it's 
Essentially, uh, not I, just I Juan not and true. Steven, I guess. Right, right. I, I hope it's not true. I hope they can patch up whatever uh, you know was was happening. If in fact something was actually happening, and uh, because I, I really enjoyed seeing the lineup of uh, Stephen, Juan, Warren, Carlos, and Jimmy uh, on the drums. Yeah, me too. Uh, they were great. But. Yeah, absolutely. I tell you what, let's hit some music. This is Saturdays by Bitch. Going way back. Some classic stuff here. Oh.
Hey, that was Saturdays by Bitch. And we're going to hit another one, John, right now. What do you want to hit? Yeah, let's get into some Lizzie Borden. I hung out him at Chiller a couple of years ago. It was either the Chiller or one of these other um, uh, conventions that I do. I, my brain is starting to go, Mark. I, I don't know uh, what's going on. I don't know if I'm having like normal memory loss or, or if something's wrong with me because often I'm uh, having uh, difficulty remembering names, uh, which is just ridiculous. But uh, hopefully, I'm, I'm not getting Alzheimer's or something like yeah. that. Yeah, no, it's a, it, but anyway, yeah. um, let's hit this. We'll yeah. talk about that. This is "Me Against the World" by Lizzie Borden. Yeah, let's hit this song.
here on Talking Metal, Mark and John with you. Yeah, what you were talking about, the the memory loss thing, I'm horrendous with this. Like, people come up to me all the time and, and, like, everyone knows Emily and I in in this town, Maplewood, and we're, like, such idiots. We don't know, like, I don't know if it's just because everyone thinks, oh, the the rock and roll, the crazy weirdo rock and roll people, you know, it's like everyone knows us and we... We're so bad with names, and I don't know. It's just, <laughs> yeah, I know I can't. It's the same anything. with you. I mean, you're more famous than I am, so it's just like everyone knows you through the A stuff, and maybe some people from the Talking Metal stuff or whatever. But it's like, yeah, people people know you and they meet you, and and it's, it's right. almost impossible to remember people. You know, it, it really is. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, I am having difficulty. Even yesterday, I was somewhere and I, I was talking to this guy. I'm like, "What's the main guy at this bar and this venue?" and I'm like, and I just couldn't think of his name. And then I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that guy. And um, yeah, today I'm having even difficulty speaking. I don't know what the problem is, but uh, I'm, I'm starting to feel better now. Um, but uh, right. I was like kind of sluggish at like it. <laughs> right. So, so, right. I, I didn't do a good job. I, I felt like I could not play the guitar. It was a little crazy. But anyway, uh, I'm, I'm happy now. Talking metal uh, perked me right back up. So I'm, right, cool. I'm doing well. Um, so... What do you what got? You want to play saying? a song? I, do you have any songs you want to play? Yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I, I want to talk about a band, and it's kind of a really interesting story. Now, and uh, I, I, I don't know anybody in this band, but one of my best friends, uh, Tommy, who uh, works with us on the uh, Ace team, uh, has toured with this band uh, back in the day. And um, the group is called TSOL, uh, which stands uh, which stands for True Sounds of Liberty, and and this band uh, formed in 1978, and they were they were more of a like a I would say like a punk band. Um, right now, uh, I'm, I'm reading something about their new record on Apple Music, and it says uh, fist pumping SoCal hardcore and new wave goth, but, okay. but, uh, and then it says they've even hit the sunset strip with guns and roses. And it says their 10th album, the trigger complex is a summation of everything they do. Well, uh, serving up sex and sleaze over swinging glam riffs. Cool. Uh, merging mascara smeared alienation of synthesizer moans with insistent punk beats. Now here, here's the deal. Um, the, the band, let's say they're more of like a punk band back when they start out. And then um, 
some some Guns N' Roses fans might remember that Steven Adler was wearing a TSOL T-shirt in the Sweet Child of Mine music video. So uh, that song was such a big okay. hit that um, uh, caused some interest what, in the band just because he had this yeah, shirt it on. Some, probably right? like interest in the band. So so it, it, what happened at the time? Jack uh, Grisham had left the band a little before that, and uh, he was the singer. And they they got a new singer. His name was Joe Wood, and and Joe Wood was kind of like a long haired guy. Where whereas the the other guys, you know, they they were more of like short haired, like punk looking guys, and um or or almost even like um like Bill Kelleher kind of hair. You okay. Know what I mean? Right. Like, right. What, yep. what does that look like? You know, kind of like gas station guys, or you know what I mean? Like. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Mania, whatever that vibe is, but yeah, it's it's like a you know it's a really cool image, like a like a, a, so anyway, what what happens is uh, they they start having like kind of like a heavy metal look. So so the band kind of changed, and they put the, they put out these albums that were a little more metal, and then they did a blues metal album called Strange Love in in nineteen ninety, um, and. Um, they they were touring and they, they call it the late '80s lineup, but they uh, they were, were getting gigs in South America and and what happened was the original guys sort of got back together again, but they like there were two TSOLs so like so there was the TSOL that was like the metal TSOL and then there was the original guys who were playing uh, shows uh, sometimes called TSOL but the the other guy owned the name so they were sometimes called Lost. Uh, which is TSOL backwards. And, and so then what happened was in 99, the original guys, uh, I guess, went to court with, with Joe uh, Wood and uh, they won the rights to the name back. So okay. and they, they were on a warp tour. And so it's an interesting thing that, it, you know, it, that the band kind of, you know, switched members like one by one until there was sort of like almost a completely separate band who played a little bit of a different kind of a music and then now the original band is back together so anyway um they and i'm not even sure right. exactly what they're doing right now but the reason to bring this up is that uh, in in 2017 they put out a, a new record early 2017 uh called the trigger comics and they there's just uh they've got a video uh for a song called i wanted to see you and i really really like it it's um, I don't even know what you would call it, but it's, I mean, it's rock and roll, it's, it's punk, it's a little metal, it's, uh, you know, I don't even know if it's a little metal, but it's cool. just a great song, and I thought that uh, the story was interesting, it had the Guns N' Roses tie-in, and uh, I think that the listeners would be interested in hearing this song. Yeah, let's check it out here on Talking Metal. What is it called again, the name of the song, John? It's called I Wanted to See You by TSOL from the album The Trigger Complex. <laughs> Touch 
That is I Wanted to See You by TSOL from their 2017 release, The Trigger Complex. And I really like the singer. His name is Jack Grisham. He's a very cool guy. Cool, cool. Good stuff here. Let's get into a little Turbo Negro. Brand new Turbo Negro. This is Rock and Roll Machine. Turbo Negro here on Talking Metal. You know that band, John? You know much about them? Oh, yeah, yeah, those guys are cool. Um, yeah, they're coming to New York. Those guys, a very oh, rare I go see them for sure. show in the States. Wow. So, yeah, they're going to be wow. in New York. Wow, where are York. they playing? Um, what's that place? Bowery, I think. Oh, Bowery Ballroom? Yeah, I think that's where it or is. Or Bowery Electric. Like, maybe Bowery mm-hmm. Electric. But I'm not sure which Bowery one Ballroom, it is. Bowery I, think it, I, th- I thought it was Bowery Ballroom, but it could be Bowery Electric. I'm not sure. Yeah, but they're cool. back. So. Yeah, let's definitely go see that show, Mark. We, it's you know like what a I Tuesday night. Which, Remember how we used to go see shows? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a little hard, but I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, we used to we used to go and do interviews at shows, and you know it was really cool. I know you you and Emily have been doing a little bit of that, didn't you guys do uh, Udo? Yes, yeah, she, yeah, we did Udo. We're going to Udo on Friday, by the way. If you want to go, well, where's that at? Asbury, Asbury Park. Uh, okay. Well, I'll let you. I'll let yeah, you it's know. about an hour drive for us, but we're gonna. I think we're gonna. Right. Uh, we're gonna hit it. But yeah, that's cool. That'll. It's like he's kind of wrapping up this tour where he's playing only accept stuff. So he's kind of down to the final few shows wow. now. And I'm trying to think what Ooh. else we got coming up. Ministry. We're gonna hit in Montclair. Are you going to Slayer? Slayer's like final tour or whatever. You know, I've been so out of it working on Hay stuff that yeah. like I knew that Slayer have announced the final tour, but I had no idea they're even coming uh, around. So where, where are they going to be playing? PNC. It's like in early oh, June. Nice. Yeah, a lot of shows oh, okay. coming coming up. White yeah, Snake May- too. Oh, I like White Snake. May is going to be a crazy month for me, but June is going to be a lot better. And I'm going to tell you why May is going to be crazy in, in a second here. I um. Uh, on May fourth, which is the first day of M three, uh, right. we just um, got a uh, a new gig added to the Aceverly dot com tour dates cool. at a in new, new York, right? in New York called Sony Hall. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to yeah. be there on May fourth, and then coming down uh, to M three on the May fifth, right? Uh, where Ace is going to be playing, which is great. And then May twelfth and thirteenth, I'm going to be in Indianapolis at the uh, Indie Kiss Expo, right. and that's going to be really great. There's a, a lot of great special guests, uh, for these comic guys are going to be there. Robert Fleischman. Um, yeah, Robert Fleischman. I, I, I Bruce Kulick, Bob Kulick. Uh, it's just going to be great. Um, Eric Singer, I'm not sure if he's going to be there. He might be there. I think um, he is. I think from what I've been oh, told. Right. Yeah, you might know more, more than I do, but I heard, yeah, I heard no, he no, is. Yeah, yeah. If, if you heard he's going to be there, I'm, I'm sure he's going to be there because I thought he was going to be there. But um, So that's happening. That's going to be great. And uh, uh, my, my good friend Keith Aru, uh is, is uh, putting that together. Um, he is great. He, he lives out kiss. there, right? Because I see on Facebook yeah. he... Uh, like he was at the Alice Cooper show in Indiana. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, 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 he's great. I friended and him on it, Facebook like two years ago, and like <laughs> like two weeks ago, I got a thing. It said Keith Larue oh, accepted, accepted your yeah. So I, I don't know. It was <laughs> kind of bizarre. That's funny. Yeah. Um, and then uh, then we're we're going to a festival called Celebrate uh, De Pere at Voyager Park in Wisconsin. Um, there might and be when you say we're doing it, just I think most people who listen oh, yeah, to the yeah. show know, but explain right. what you do with Ace. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean the Ace really band is doing it. Um, and uh, I am Ace's tour manager, and uh, I kind of handle everything for Ace at this point. So right. um, 
some people uh, would call me uh, his manager. Ace has even referred to me as his manager a couple of times. So uh, I guess I'm Ace's manager. But um, <laughs> You guess you're Ace's manager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding because we never sat down and say, okay, this is your official title. But I, I always call myself tour manager because I, I know clearly that's what I do. But basically, uh, there is no other person uh, doing uh, what I would call managerial duties. <laughs> so, so that would leave me to be the manager. And, okay. Um, so, so this stuff yeah, so, happens in May at, at the at the uh, Indiana Kiss Expo or Indianapolis, whatever it is, and right. and what what's happening then? I know there's this thing he's going to Australia, right? Okay, yes. So Ace is going to be doing a really cool thing. Um, he's going to be going to Australia with Gene Simmons and Gene's band, and so, so Richie Scarlet and Chris Wise and those guys, Scott, aren't they? They're not going. They're not part of this particular uh, group of shows uh, okay. because what's happening is, um, but they're still in Ace's band, of course. Uh, what's what's happening is that since uh, it, this is going to be a really cool thing, Ace is going to play uh, with Gene's band backing him, and then uh, Gene's going to come out and do a set with Gene's band backing him, and uh, who knows what may happen at the end of the night. So it's going to be a right. oh. uh, a really, really fun uh, tour. And it's just great to see Ace and Gene um, just uh, rekindling their relationship and uh, doing a lot of stuff together. They're, I mean, they, they've always had a great relationship. People probably don't realize that, but Ace used to room with Gene uh, back in the early days of Kiss. So Ace and Gene always had a great relationship. There was really in my opinion, never any negative stuff. Uh, I remember when we went to the Today Show uh, when the No Regrets book came out and and uh, there was some kind of promo and it was talking about Ace's feud with Gene Simmons. And, and what's funny is they asked him about it and he said, I don't have a feud with Gene Simmons. I think they wanted more dirt like on Ace. Right. Or, or they wanted Ace to talk dirt and Ace was like, no, I just had lunch with Gene like the other day. And, and so, uh, you know, sometimes the media tries to say that you know, uh, certain Kiss members don't like each other or whatever, and and that may or may not be true. But in this particular case, um, Ace and Gene, I think, have always remained great friends. And well, uh, but what's really cool now is that they're they're playing together and doing different things and appearing at these vault events, and it's just a cool thing. I will say this too: when you look at the four books that the the Gene autobiography, the Ace autobiography, the Peter, the Paul. And listen, I'm, I'm, I know you're more in the circle with these guys. As a fan myself, Ace, Ace's book followed that you, you, you wrote with him, followed by Gene's book. They, they are the more positive books of the bunch, and they don't, they seem to not attack the, the core members of Kiss as bad as the other two books do. Peter, Peter and Paul, especially right. Peter's, uh, and. I mean, Ace. I don't. He barely says anything negative about right. those guys in his, yeah, that, and so it makes sense in a, in a lot of ways um, that Ace and Gene are getting along good. It, I mean, we know Paul seems to be getting along with Ace too because he made the appearance absolutely. on Ace's last record. I, I I will say I I thought this whole thing with Peter appearing at the New York City Vault thing was. Well, you know, Gene's stop in New York City. It was a little odd from the videos that I saw. It was right, so brief, right. 
that it almost it was almost awkward to me personally. I don't know how you felt about it, but right. it I, seemed I, a little strange. I, I haven't even seen strange. the actual video yet. I, I But I know you said it was like 30 seconds, and it, it sounds like what he did was he came in, he he talked for, you know, made a couple of statements, took a few photos, and then that was it. I, I don't believe he answered any questions or anything like that. And in his defense, he did ahead of time say he was going to just – stop by to say a quick hi to the fans. And that's literally what right. it was. I mean, I thought once he got there, he'd hang out and, you know, but no, no, he literally just walked no. in and, and said something he wanted to say hi to his bass player, which I also thought was a little weird. It was almost like he was, yeah, yeah his bass player. What? I, it was like, yeah, it was what? weird. What? Yeah. Bass player? yeah. And then, yeah. then he, then I, he was, he was out. He was that. done. He was, he it was like, yeah, that's weird. it was so, it was so strange. It was, it was a little <laughs> awkward. Whereas like when Ace and, and the, you know, Eric and I know Vinny's going to do one. I, I, and I suspect right. the Vinny one will be more talk and, and stuff. I mean, you saw how Vinny went on at the Atlanta kiss expo. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure yeah. he has a lot to say. <laughs> I, I'm very curious to see that one. Um, now, yeah, to me as a kiss fan, and I've had a few drinks in me, but I'll just throw this out there. It it's <laughs> awkward that Paul hasn't done any of these the vault stops. Yeah, I, I, right. I just think it's it's a little strange. I mean, it was you know, Peter, okay, it, his thing I referred to that as awkward too, and it was, but he did show up. And the fact that, right. that Paul seems to, you know, Gene's asked Paul, would you come to one of these? Or you think, I mean, we don't know for sure, but Who I would knows? think yeah. so. It's just so weird because really every living member of Kiss, I believe, now has done, once Vinny does it, has done one of these except for Paul, right? right. Of the original band, yeah. I don't know if Tommy has appeared at one yet, but he may have. Um, I thought he did, but, I, but no, uh, maybe not. Oh, okay, maybe so not. He, yeah, yeah he, maybe he, not. Who knows? Maybe he, not. Maybe that was Eric only. But, yeah, yeah. Eric, Eric was at uh, Eric was at one. Bruce, uh, you know, Ace has been at a few or two or three, and um, and then now Peter. Yeah. So uh, and you know now Vinny. That, that'd be that's that. I mean, Vinny's even the harder to believe one. When uh, is that? Because but, as of right now, yeah. when we're taping this, that has not happened yet. Is that May? Yeah, it's it's in Nashville. Um, yeah, you know what? I actually don't know. Probably in May, April. Or okay, May. all right. Might even be April, but so um, yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. It's a kind of a wild time for for Kiss fans right now, and uh, you know who knows? I know Paul Stanley's coming to your area, I believe, uh, to the Wentworth Gallery at the uh, Short Hills Mall. I believe yeah. he's coming to do another one of his art shows, which are very cool. And uh, yeah, they are, I, and I, he's I, great. Like and Rick Allen has done a bunch of art shows there recently. Yeah. Now, I will say mm -hmm. that the problem with this, and this isn't, Rick Allen told me personally this this wasn't him, but that gallery, you you know, they, they bill it as a meet and greet, but you cannot meet right. the artists. And this isn't just Paul Stanley or, or Rick Allen. It's anybody who's there. You right. don't it's get to anybody. go up and talk no. to them and drink wine with them unless you buy a piece. And most of these pieces Peace. are rather expensive. I know with Rick Allen, yeah. you know, you're talking thousands of dollars. They had a few small ones that were like 500 bucks, but most of them were well into the a thousands. And I'm sure Paul Stanley is going to be the, the same, uh, you know, Rick, Rick was through his raising money for different veterans associations and, and stuff like that, which was very cool. And I, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Paul does that too. Who knows? Right. 
Yeah. No, uh, yeah, these things are great, and uh, uh, it's really cool. But, yeah, I didn't know that you had to buy you something. You do have you to buy one. Yeah. to meet the uh, artist. Now, do they let you even in to the gallery if you're not going to buy something? Uh yeah, or, you, you can you, you can go into the gallery and kind of hang out and like I knew people like in the Def Leppard camp the when I, the one time I went and and still like right. I I was talking with like their co-manager the the band's co-manager and he was like oh, I'll try to get you in there and the the uh, store manager then came over and was like no absolutely not and only only people wow. who buy stuff which I get it you know it's like. Listen, if you do a meet and, right. meet and greet at a concert, what you you know you're going to be paying a lot of money too, you know. So right, right. Def Leppard meet and greet is probably hundreds, if not a thousand dollars, you know. So yeah, I understand, I, I get it. But on the flip side, I kind of feel like they should inform people out front. You don't get to meet these guys unless you're going to buy a piece of their art. Unless you're going to, yeah, they cost like five grand or something like that, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, at Rick Allen's, right. like I said, maybe there were some less, of them that were five hundred, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So some of like anywhere from like a few hundred dollars to thousands of dollars. Like, so. yeah, 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 yeah. So, but yeah, yeah it, um, it's cool. It, it, I'm glad Paul's doing that, and yeah, that is the location of the the famous uh, Eddie Trunk and Paul Stanley uh, confrontation. Oh, right. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I don't mean to laugh. I'm just yeah. there's always so many scandals like in the. Uh, in the, which uh, had to be at least 10 years ago at this roll. point. Yeah. Yeah, which I don't think there's video of that <laughs> online. I'm sure if there yeah, was. Yeah, I don't people, think so. People right. would be all over it. But it, it may, who knows? It could have been 12 years ago, like before yeah. every everything everyone does is videotaped, you know? Right. Now everything is taped. Yeah. yeah. It, no matter what you do, it's somebody's got a tape of it. It's like really funny. But. Yeah. Yeah. Or a recording of it. People, <laughs> it's funny, you know, younger kids, they don't say taped because they don't know what tape. Oh yeah. They yeah. Say, they don't know. Yeah. They say recorded. Taped, yeah, right, right. yeah. But anybody recorded, yeah. over the age of 35 is like, yeah, it was, it was taped. You know? <laughs> so, taped. Yeah. 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 I even still say, uh, I go, Oh, I got to tape that show. And like, I mean, of yeah. course, DVR it or whatever. I don't even know if DVR is a thing anymore, but, uh, Speaking of taping things, when, when we when I was in Milwaukee um, with Ace and Gene, it was really funny. Gene kept uh, Gene, I guess, is just used to everybody recording things, uh, video of everything, and and with Ace, he's a little bit, uh, you know, it, it, he's not used to that, and he's, you know, sometimes if we're in a private situation, he'd he'd rather, you know. I know that he wouldn't want Keep me like my yeah. cell phone in his face. Yeah. And and what's funny is Gene kept going, manager, manager guy, uh, start start videotaping, please right. start videotaping. <laughs> it was really funny. One time uh, and, and I was at a place where my friend Tommy Summers from Three Sides of the Coin was he was he was he was recording with like a professional equipment. So I said, well, I, I figure like, hey, you know, Tommy's got this if I ever need the footage. And Gene right. goes. He yelled out, which I think is great. I, I, I think it's really funny. He goes, hey, he goes, manager, he goes, stop talking to chicks and start taping or start recording this this press conference. So I did. And, but it was great. I like it. Gene kept referring to, well, he said he refers to me as manager. So I right. guess I am the manager. But. <laughs> there you go. And so <laughs> any manager. updates on Ace's record? What's going on with that? Yeah, yeah. So I've uh, let me. Tell you, I've heard some tracks, and and I think they're great. Uh, there's uh, two songs with Gene. Um, there's some other tracks. Um, Mysterious photo of Eric Singer and Ace in a studio. Yes, yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, 
and uh, I, that that was with uh, Warren Huart, who was uh, he's a great a great engineer, and he has his own. He's a great studio out in Los Angeles, and um, he mixed Ace's last record as well. And um, so there's going to be a lot of cool stuff happening on this record. And um, unfortunately, uh, unless Ace secretly recorded one of my riffs. Um, I don't think I have anything on this record, but oh, you, you never know. Ace could be surprising me, but I had submitted some riffs, but we've just been so jammed up that, uh, I, I, and then my, I was telling you, my Pro Tools got screwed up, so I, I, uh, I never put them into like a complete song format, so uh, initially Ace was like, I'm sure I'll use one of your riffs, but because uh, he really liked the riffs. But um, I don't believe that uh, any of them ended up getting put into a song. But oh, who knows? Sucks. I could I'm be sorry. mistaken. Oh, thanks. Yeah, thank you. I, I was hoping um, that uh, we would write something fully together. But hey, we can save it for like uh, you know another time. And uh, but let me just say this is uh, I, I'm still of course going to be involved in the you know the like all the other parts of the record. Um, you know I kind of oversee everything and. Uh, we're going to start working on the credits and the liner notes and, and all that kind of stuff. So, and of course, we do that with our good friends from E1 Records and Music, and uh, those guys are great. So, uh, it's going to be cool. But yeah, let me tell you, there's some great stuff. And, and I'm going to tell you, there's one song that I can't get out of my head. I don't want to uh, give anything away but uh, until Ace is ready to talk about it, but... I, I literally, I'm just walking down the street, and I, I find myself singing, uh, you know, one of these songs just constantly. There's just wow. one that sticks in my head, and I, I told wow. Ace I vote for that song to be the uh, first single. single. Yeah, um, cool. Yeah, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's going to be, because usually that's a decision that the label makes in conjunction with Ace and everybody. Um, and I was just so lucky that they, you know, pick, give me a feeling as the single for the uh, Space Invader yeah. record, but. Um, cool. uh, but you know who knows, but anyway, the, the the all the songs are cool that I've heard uh, so far, and I haven't heard all of them. But the uh, there, there's I'm gonna say there's uh, out of the handful of songs that I've heard so far, uh, there's one that just I can't get out of my head. I just think it, it is killer. So cool. Well, I tell you uh, what, and, and it's weird because I think they're all good, but the the chorus I, I can't it can't escape me. It's like uh, it's that good. Let's let's end this episode with uh, some some. Uh, astronomy if you will this is oh give me a that. feeling by john and ace this is a song you guys wrote together and then we'll come back and we'll play some more astronomy so let's check it out right here give me a feeling i love it thanks bud. Thinking about you and all 
Space Invader record, and that's one of my uh, favorite songs. And you and, co-wrote yeah, it, man. Co-wrote the lead it. single yeah. off that record. Wow, crazy stuff. Yeah, it's amazing thing. It, it just uh, one of the other crazy things that have happened to me in my life, uh, and that is such a uh, honor for Ace to, uh, you know, uh, co-write a song with me and put it on his record, and it's a single. Like, how cool is that? So right, and you know what. Dude, I I was um, on the Growing Up Rock podcast. Did, I, did you hear that? You probably oh you, yeah yeah no I didn't hear this podcast. Yeah, they yet, tagged you on it. You were something. interviewed. So yeah. during the mm-hmm. during the interview, and and I highly recommend it. By the way, I can get you on there because it's oh, like cool. therapy, man. You get to go on there and talk about yourself, you know, and <laughs> and that's great. They, they treated me so like I was the greatest thing in the world here. I'm like, you know, struggling with my jobs and, uh, you know, feel like I'm letting my family down. I feel like the worst person ever. And then I go on there and I hung up, you know, the Skype with those guys, Steven and and Sonny. And I was like, wow, I'm the greatest guy ever. You know, it's like, it's like (laughs) one of those, they make you feel so good. And they, they surprised me during the interview you know, because they play music and they were like, well, the next song we're going to do is one that I just, uh, Stephen was like, I just really been digging. I discovered this just recently. Captain T and Astronomy doing The Real Me. And I hadn't heard oh, that in great. years. And they played yeah. that song and it just sounded so good. And I wanted to play nice. that right now if we can, John, if you don't right. mind. That'd be awesome. This That'd is John and myself doing The Real Me. Uh, on a Wasp tribute. Now, of course, it's a, a song by The Who, but Wasp also did it, and uh, this is on a, from a Wasp tribute record. Here we go. The Real Me.
Real Me by John and myself. John, what was? do you remember the name of that record that it was on? Yeah, I believe it was called Shock Rock Hellions. Okay, sounds right. Or cool. something like that. Yeah. Uh, I, that was great, man. I remember recording yeah, that and like, like in, in the late at night in Steve, Steve, what was it? Steve Donato. Steve Donato. Yeah, his yeah. apartment, you know, you know. Uh, vocal booth in there that I was playing, and he was a master because I remember he worked me the shit out of me, and yeah. I kept, like I remember wow. I walked out yeah. of there and you couldn't even was talk. Amazing. I mean, it's top yeah, notch. you know, and I I remember when it first came out, I was like, eh, it's all right, it's it, my vo- voice isn't that great, but I listened to it now, I'm like, damn, it's fucking awesome. It's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah, no, there's no yeah. doubt, Mark. It, the, the the vocal is great. Now, I've always thought that you were sort of like a Chris Cornell type. Uh, uh, vocalist and, and I oh, well, I think this is an amazing performance I, I think that uh, I'm glad everybody got a chance to listen to it hey I have something really funny uh, to do uh, okay I, I'm gonna see if uh, you and our listeners can hear this okay okay stand Go by for it. a second okay okay uh, you don't have I, I listeners I have not told Mark what I'm about to do here okay let me see <laughs> oh, that was nice. me playing a mandolin. mandolin Stonehenge. Uh, Stonehenge, right? And did that you see Derek Smalls has got a new record out? Yes, that is so yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. A solo I, I saw the one video. Yeah, he's got a solo album. Is he officially left Spinal Tap, or is know. this just a solo record? I'm not sure, but. I don't but anyway, know. that was me playing Stonehenge That's on awesome. an Epiphone Mando Bird while trying to hold a mic and. Uh, uh, the, which was really falling good. down so yeah. that's why it wasn't that great and oh, uh, i was good. using a cheap trick guitar pick uh from rick nelson <laughs> oh nice cool well, dude we got to right wrap before, it up here tonight okay. um what were you gonna say go ahead i was gonna say right before we did this i was trying to plug in this like usb thing and i had these picks on top of the freaking mac and uh, i knocked them all down so now they've all fallen behind uh you know how like bands have those picks on a mic stand? There's like a whole slew of picks. I had like this whole line of Rick Nielsen picks, and uh, they uh, are all now on the floor behind oh, something that I cannot even get to. But, you know, I, I've got this like crazy setup with these glass things and computers and a thousand wires, so they're, they're gone. They're, they're, oh, wow. they're behind there. <laughs> Someday right. when I move i will recover the picks but is there any like it yeah. with you playing guitar that we can play i know we played that rough mix the uh, other day or something we could replay yeah, that not, if you want hmm. uh you know what no uh yeah i guess we could just play this this rough uh track what was the track actually again? i did uh it was called my way my way right but you know yeah. what why don't i do this why don't i get you a rough mix of us it'll be doing... a week before i post this so you have a few days yeah. you know Here's the deal. I'm going to get you something else. I'm going to get you a a mix that some students did uh, of the song Bump and Grind. So so this is not the um, the final mix, but this is going to be a, a mix that we did with these great uh, students from the Institute of Audio Research in Manhattan, where we've, me and you have recorded there before. And uh, so you're going to hear uh, like its version of Bump and Grind. Uh, done at uh, Institute of Audio Research. Yeah, cool. And before we do that, I did want to mention that Real Me song that we played earlier. 
that John does everything instrumentally on that. All I do is the vocals, which I, I again, I agree with you, John. The vocals actually do sound pretty good, but the music sounds just incredible. Yeah, and they, you do I mean, everything yeah, on vocals, that, guitar, yeah. drums, Thanks. and Thanks. bass. So that was uh, yeah. awesome, awesome. You, but yeah, okay, yeah, so Bump and Ground, you something I crazy, like it. That, oh, yeah, go, go ahead. So I was going to say, that drum track on that Real Me, I did that in one take. That was actually wow. my rehearsal so I went in and it, uh, you know I set up a drum kit. It was in downtown recorders in Boston, Massachusetts, and I I I didn't even like you know I I said tape me while I'm practicing, and I played it and they go oh my god that's that's the track and and there was not even anybody else playing with me. I was just playing the drums by myself like just warming up, and that became the track. It wasn't edited. Uh, this was we didn't use Pro Tools on on that re uh, recording of the drum track or anything, and um, so it was uh, crazy. So that was I mean that that's a, right. almost never ever happens. But so I wasn't even recording with a click track. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. One take. Wow. So again, bump and grind, and this is kind of like your own the like it version of this. The lyrics and is the format is a little altered from the uh, yes the Wendy O version, right? Okay, cool. Right. Cool. Well, that'll take right. us out today. Let's let's uh, let's do it, John. Always a pleasure. Definitely, Mark. I had a great time doing this tonight. I know we were going to keep it uh, short, but uh, oh, it, it, yeah, I had that... such a good time talking that it ended up going. Uh, I don't know how. Well, oh, we're yeah, at, yeah, 56 minutes we've been yeah, on the phone. Plus, with the music, this will be an epic 90-minute episode for sure. So I hope you nice. guys enjoy it. <laughs> and uh, I love the casual episodes like this. They're always a lot of fun. And who better to do them with than John Astronomy, the guy who started this podcast with me back in 2005. Thank so, you. again, John, we will uh, definitely uh, – well, I hope to see you before M3. But if not, we'll definitely connect yeah. there. Okay, absolutely, Mark. But yeah, I'm sure I'll see you before then, and uh, uh, I had a blast doing this with you tonight. Cool. Here we go. And I'll get you. Like it. And remember, check them out online. Like-it-band. Online.com. Right. Oh, online. Yeah, no, okay. yeah. Just, I think our Facebook might be Like It Band. I'm not even sure. But the website is lot-it-online.com, and there's a lot of photos, and... Uh, there's some music, there's some classic like it, and there's some videos. There's a really cool video of Bump and Grind from the uh, uh, gig that we did opening for Winger. And you can see like it playing with the Winger sign behind us. So that's a <laughs> kind of a neat thing. Cool. We'll check it out now on Talking Metal, and we'll talk to you guys real soon. All right. Excellent. Man. Cool. Excellent. Thanks, Mark.
Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.